In the words of Alice Wonder, Time's up, those years are over, clean up the mess. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Welcome to episode 169 of the Batman Chronicles. I'm Peach, and I'm with my buddy Dave again this week. And we are just a couple of middle-aged dads. Quite frankly, I can only speak for myself. I, I'm going to say trying to figure things out, but failing to figure things out is what I have to go with <laughs> these days. Oh, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Just running around, you know. Yeah, that's good. It's all right. Yeah, I think I would put in the uh, uh, trying slash failing slash question mark. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Old man trying to <laughs> yeah. do all the above. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's been an interesting, I mean, we got a lot to catch up with you. People have heard me a little bit, mostly talking to Rob. And I kind of had this like delayed I don't want to say post race blues because like that that's not exactly it, but it's like the exhaustion hit me after Rob's race. Like I had a yeah. ton of energy while I was there, even with lack of sleep. And then all of a sudden over the last week, it really just kind of zapped. And I, I didn't get into a rhythm for working mm-hmm. out the way that I wanted to, like upon return. So the way I had to look at it, though, is you know, I obviously I needed a break. Plus, with these weather systems, I mean, the weather has just been crazy, right? These yeah, weather yeah. systems give me migraines, and I just fought one for a couple of days. But either way, no excuses. Those are just that's part of life. But I really just hit this kind of lull well, with every race blues, right? I, that's a real thing. It, Maybe it it's is. just the culmination of. Of the marathon, the the travel, the the high of being on the trail. It seemed like you really enjoyed that part of uh, the conversation with Rob. That you just when you came back and back to reality, it's kind of like, you know, what now? Yeah, I mean, there's some of that. But I, I I think it's I think it was more just I I didn't give myself a break really enough mm-hmm. of a break after the race. I, so I think I just hit some physical limits, if you will. Sure. Uh, and, you know, these migraines take take a lot out of me. So, I mean, not just mentally, but physically, they just knock you down. Uh, now, did you go like we did from really nice and warm to super cold? Yeah, I mean, it was summer to winter within two days, right? Yeah, like, like overnight. Yeah. 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 yeah and what about was snow? Fast. Did you get snow? Just some flurries. We're flurries. supposed to get a little bit, I think, maybe tonight into tomorrow, over the next couple of days, but not a lot. You know, maybe an inch of accumulation, they said. I mean, it takes a lot of snow to accumulate an inch because the ground is warm, right? So it melts right. at the beginning. So it won't be that much on the ground, but we might we might see a little bit. 
Yeah, we went seventies to forties uh, overnight. Yeah, that's and sad. now uh, it's brutal here. I mean, it. I should say it's brutal because I'm from Chicago. So for here, it's really cold, and I think uh, like the highs are like forty one. Bray has a football game Saturday night. It's like going to be in the low twenties, high teens. So yeah, can't wait for that one for football. <laughs> yeah, if you're from Wisconsin. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, so are you guys temp- temperate climate because of the water? Because you're not that far south. No, we're part of this whole like the hurricane. Uh, what was the last hurricane, Nicole? The category one sure. that just hit that I've been watching this, all this weather stuff. And there's a mix between that storm that's coming West. That's supposed to hit you guys. It just hit like uh, the Sierra Nevadas and all that. And it's pulling this huge polar vortex down. And we're just stuck in that of the two storms. Yeah. But normally nice you're together. temperate because of, is it because of the water that you're temperate, more temperate climate? Oh, I don't even know. I mean, because I would just, I don't know. Because the water's east of us, so and the weather travels east, so I don't think that really has anything to do. But, I mean, every once in a while we have a, a de- what I would call a decent weather, winter. It's just early. I think we got spoiled because it was in the 70s for so long, you know, into November, and people are like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever, and, like, this is where we're supposed to be the waters to the east. It's not like it's a pond. It's the freaking ocean. I mean, it's, it's probably impacting. You know, that little thing over there. I mean, I mean the lake. I think in the, the way I'm picturing it is how the lake effect snow is in Buffalo. Cause the weather travels over, uh, whatever great lake is to the west of Buffalo. Is it Erie? I don't know. I'm showing my uh, lack of geography skills, but there's only one great lake that matters to me. And and that's Michigan. I'm with you. I'm with you. Or is it (laughs) superior? One of the two, but that's why they get so much snow because the weather picks up all the water before it gets there. Right. Well, I mean, and you can get like the, the whole nor'easter effect, right? Um, We comes off the water and circles back. Yeah. But that's more Northeast for us. We don't get a lot of nor'easter stuff here. No. Mm -mm. We're a little too south for that. Yeah. Us mid-Atlantic people. Yeah. My mother still thinks I live in like New Hampshire, New York. Right. (laughs) Isn't it all the same? Yeah. When my dad was alive, he'd call me too. Like Boston would be getting three feet of snow. Are you guys okay? I'm like, yeah, we're fine. We're like a thousand miles from there. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for checking though. (laughs) Uh, all right. Just to let you off the hook, it is Lake Erie. That's by <laughs> Buffalo. Thank you. Thank you. I knew it, was, it had to be one of the two of them. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's Lake Erie. Or Superior. Oh, no, I'm just going to show up. Forget it. Lake Erie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to, you're going to get like a map scent of the Great Lakes. Oh, yeah. People are like you know, pulling their hair you. out right now. Because I had a moment of, Superior Wisconsin is by Duluth, but there's no lake over there. So I was thinking Lake Superior was there, it, but there's no lake there. There, the, it is. Um, lake is Superior, it over there? Yes. Yeah, so it, it's Lake Superior is by um, 
like north of like Wisconsin and butts up to Minnesota. Oh, so that's why it's called Superior, Wisconsin. And then it's Lake Huron. And then you have Lake Erie. And then all the way east is Lake Ontario. Oh, I got to go back to school, Pete. Yeah, it's okay. People are like, Dave, what's the matter with you? Where'd you grow up? You know where I'm really disappointed? You got the Superior 100. I mean... That's like, well, I know about the Superior 100. I didn't know what it, it ran around the lake. It doesn't really run around the lake. <laughs> but it is. Yeah, that lake's mostly in Canada. Luckily, we didn't cover that in his podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, man. Well, let's catch up with you. Life is we'll, going. We'll, we'll get to me in a, in a minute. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I did like, uh, I, I have to say, I did really like your conversation with Rob, the, uh, is that the all-time longest Fat Man Chronicles? I don't know. I had I had a really long talk, I think, with Susan Hurd back in the day, too. But I'm not sure. Because I think it was an hour and 53 five, minutes of 15, Rob and seven minutes of Pete. Yeah, that would be about right. <laughs> yeah, the, Rob planned more for that race than I've planned for anything combined in my life. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it was a thorough recap. Um, yeah. And it, it was a, it was interesting because we got him just close enough, like close enough to the race where he could remember all the details, and far enough away where he's trying to kind of work through what happened, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, and that's I mean, like I had other conversations with him before mm-hmm. that. Right. Now, do you know why? This is the question that I would ask him, and maybe you know in your conversations why he picked that difficult of a race. Well, that was, I mean, so I did ask him that in one of the earlier episodes with him. Um, and I mean, I think he just wanted that challenge. Like, that's just mm-hmm. what he wanted. I, other than that, I can't really, I'm not going to speak for him. Right. But yeah. he just, he wanted something. That was more classic thinking ultra running, right? Mm-hmm. Versus the nice, pretty, flat, sure. easier, right? And that's, it's funny, right? Easier. It's not. Every race has its challenge. Yeah. Every 100 mile race definitely does. Number one, it's 100 miles. But right. Flat hundreds are very difficult, right? When you don't have any terrain differential. Because it's the same muscle group continuously. Yep. Yeah. And I and I knew it would be difficult and a challenge, but maybe I didn't think that it was as technical and challenging as it was. Like it surpassed my expertise. Like I knew it wasn't like a rail to trail, but I wasn't thinking it was on that level of difficulty and technic and technicality for trail running, like with the rocks when he was talking about uh, slipping that little bit uh, for the picture. I'm like, this is like a legit, like top tier, like tier one, 100. And I was yeah. just curious and because I didn't remember um, him saying anything in that particular episode. Well, and that's where, I mean, and Rob will listen and then tell me where I'm either mm-hmm. right or wrong, usually wrong. Not that he's telling me I'm wrong. I'm just usually wrong. Uh, but it, I, <clears throat> Rob and Ryan both said it was what they expected. Okay. In terms of the trail. Karen didn't seem to be 
surprised by it, but you have to remember they live in Rocksylvania, right? Mm-hmm. So they're used to this at some level. To me, I'm looking at it in Holly too, right? We looked at this trail going, you've got to be, you got to be kidding. <laughs> like this is, this is hard. And yeah. then the other piece of this too, for a quote unquote hilly 100, there was bunny ears here, right? Again, 11,500 feet of elevation gain, mm-hmm. right? That's not a lot compared a to lot. many others. The thing about these trails, though, when you were kind of doing the rollers, they were pretty flat and, and, and not too bad. But when there was a lot of like steep climbs, right? Mm-hmm. So much more vertical than I'm used to, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's city high rise kind of verticality right going up those stairs you know you're you've got these big inclines and they're short but they also there's not and i think i mentioned this there's not a lot of switchbacks right and that's different than what i'm used to right yeah. so you don't kind of get Coast that thing. moment yeah mm-hmm. you don't get that kind of moment it's not of rest but it just it takes some of the steepness out as you weave your way right so like i was just looking at the grand canyon trail as i start to really think of uh, you know, more deeply about that. And there's switchback after switchback. After, right. You know, it's like a snake. Uh, so it's, I don't know. It was interesting, but I appreciate people getting through an hour and 50 minute episode. Yeah. I loved it. So, but you know, I'm that, I, I can listen to that stuff all day long. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. So things are good here. I keep, uh, people can't see, but if you see that I keep switching around a lot, my, uh, my hips are, killing me from the weather, my arthritis in my hips. And um, I kind of tweaked my back. So I'm just kind of switching a lot, sitting on this wooden chair. But overall, I'm doing pretty good. I'm still seeing my uh, my uh, head guy uh, every week, uh, you know, because it's – I don't know if it's really like um, traditional therapy, if you can call it that. So I don't really know what to call him. But uh, he's helping me. Tremendously, both Farrick and Braden have said that they've um, seen a big difference. And uh, I'm definitely not as grumpy and yelling as much. Uh, Farrick especially said that, that she noticed that. And uh, the other day, um, she told me that she was worried about me. And I went to my appointment and I came back like a a totally different person. And uh, I think... What is accomplishing most for me through there is catching my, what we're learning or what I'm learning is when I have my negative thought pattern or my Debbie Downer, um, you know, I'm not worth it. It's kind of um, being able to catch that thought, pause it and reframe the thought into a more positive way. And uh, it's not really easy yet, but it's much easier. And I, and I think that's um, the biggest accomplishment in the first month as I'm now able to um, catch that thought in my head before it comes out my mouth. Mm. And, uh, and uh, it just in that talking and uh, just that little bit that we accomplish every day or every week, I'm just feeling more positive, right? I started going to the gym and, and, uh, walking on the treadmill, nothing uh, significant, but at least I'm getting there to the gym. 
and um, just doing some walking on the treadmill 30 minutes. I'm trying to figure out, uh, I no longer have this vision of um, what's this grand 500 mile race <laughs> that I'm going to do. I just, what, what can I do at the, my present condition that's keeping the body moving? That's, not really a challenge, but it's entertaining. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to go out and do something and have fun. Braden and I are, are uh, we have a much different relationship now is that I, I've been able to take that step back and just be a cheerleader. So we're having fun. We're doing things together. Um, he, I don't think he's as uh, walking on eggshells anymore when we're at a practice like hey don't look if i'm just standing here with my arms crossed don't interpret that i'm mad or aggravated that's just how i stand and we're communicating that a little bit better now so things are good like he's crushing it he just um he uh kind of finished his little recruiting thing uh for high school so now we're just waiting on that he made his decision um He's making some PRs and his throwing and his lifting and just, you know, some good, simple family times that we're all having right now. And I, and I think maybe it was always there all along, but now I can really feel because I feel so much more positive. That's great. You said a few things I want to try to unpack. Yeah, I see you're right. <laughs> well, like when you say it's not traditional therapy, I don't know what that means. Like in my my like he, I say that because no tweed and no pipe is that why? Yeah, there could be that too, but it's not my little experience with a traditional psychiatrist is not. He's a licensed. He's not a. a I think he has a degree in psychology, but he's not a psychiatrist. So to me, it's a little more, I don't call it traditional, maybe because I don't know enough, but I don't see it as that tweed and pipe guy sitting, I'm laying on the couch and he's on the chair with his pad of paper. There's no pad of paper or anything. So it's just a different, to me, it's not traditional, my interpretation. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, a big reason why people don't go to therapy or don't mm-hmm. even want to try to go to therapy is because they do picture a guy in a jacket taking notes and then trying to like interpret your dreams and, and, you know, like telling you what's wrong with you. Right. Guilty. Guilty. hundred percent. Yes. And, and it's not like therapy is a discussion that mm-hmm. the other person knows how to ask the right questions and listen and then help you come to the conclusion of a lot of what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Not saying that they won't give you techniques or suggestions here or there, but really therapy is about you figuring you out with somebody that knows what they're doing versus, yes. right? Like t- at least in my experience, mm-hmm. it's much more like that. And I think that's basically what you're getting at this point, right? Oh, hundred percent. Like it really is. And he, you can tell he's kind of learning about me because of like our conversations, like he's not a fr- like it was very one way a month ago, but now it's a little lighter. You know, I, 
swear all the time, just not in my time talking with you. So like if he, he's, I can, I feel totally comfortable speaking however I want. And he can talk to me on that same, he's not talking to me at a higher level, which Mm -hmm. makes me much more comfortable. So I say, you know, a lot more. So, and I'm really, I was hesitant going in, but uh, I'm really enjoying it. And I, it's really working for me. And, you know, I I really thought that, or avoided the whole thing because of the whole pipe and tweed kind of thing. Yeah. Like like I'm guilty as charged. Yeah. I get it, man. Because you don't like to go into a situation where you think you're going to be judged. Right. Or, or they're going to call you broken. Like you go in, you already know you're broken, you know, and believe <laughs> me, I sat down in an office, right. Where, you know, 15 minutes in the person looked at me and said, Oh, you're really, basically you're really broken. Right. Not in those mm-hmm. exact words. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's why I'm here. Right. Like you don't, I don't need to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm well aware of that. Or I wouldn't have been sitting, sitting in your office. Right. So, I mean, I think that there's a lot of that that goes on, but you know, and I like the reframing, you know, part if your family's seeing, you know, I mean, if you get your mental health right, a lot of other stuff will follow, right? And, and that's I, and a big piece I, of it. Yeah. And, I, and I'm really hard on myself. I mean, I haven't been, you know, I'm not afraid to say that I'm not really proud of myself or, or I don't really like myself, blah, blah, blah. But I'm really able to catch that now. And instead of seeing all the, you know, the Debbie Downer, like machismo thing that I have in my head that I really can stop that thought process and change the, like my lack, my lack of self-worth to really being prideful of what I have accomplished, Mm -hmm. right? Being in the fire department, the lives that I've saved, the people that I've touched, the, you know, 18 years of marriage that I've had, the kid that I've raised, that there's so there's so many more things to be proud of that for the first time in a long time that I'm able before that thought comes from my brain to my mouth, I'm able to switch it. And that's really um, exciting for me because I, I'm enjoying that. Um, um, that level, that raise of positivity about myself, which is nice, right? Yeah. I still have, right? Like I got on the scale, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. But instead of get crushing myself over it, it's just, it's a starting point. This is where I am today. What are we going to do tomorrow, right? What's your first step to do? So it's, it's, you know, a year ago, six months ago, it's probably how I got to this point is, you know, it's an automatic failure when you get on the scale and you see that. And Ferka posted a picture of me the other day and I I made a post on Facebook and in my mind it was much more humorous than other people took it. But I got a, a lot of reassurance and you can do this. And some people reached out and we made some plans together and, you know, accountability kind of thing. And I felt more, I didn't beat myself over it what's done is done. How do we fix it? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, and I didn't used to be able to think like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and, and that language doesn't go away. 
yeah, that internal dialogue isn't going to go away anytime soon, right? right? And it may never go away. For me, it never has. But mm-hmm. you get better at controlling it. You get better at recognizing it. And even the stuff that escapes, right? You're, it's going to happen. I mean, I, the other r- word I wrote down when you were talking was significant, right? Like you, you said, oh, I got on the tre- treadmill, nothing significant. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, right there, there's that language, right? It's yeah, downplaying it's 100%. The, what you're doing. And I, I thought about this today because one of our one of our listeners, um, Susan, who uh, she got a lot out of the Karen Clark interview and getting mm-hmm. something in particular with Karen, you know, about uh, you know PRing and and you know their similar age and when they're doing these you know getting these accomplishments. And she, funny enough, she posted that she uh, well, she got a marathon PR which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to her. And that she had met uh, at the pacer for that race was Keith straw. And here's why that's f- interesting, right? And why this comes into the significant part. Keith is uh, one of the very few people on this planet who have officially finished over 100, 100 mile races. Keith uh, was the guy that Rob started chatting up in the bathroom line at Rim to River. <laughs> right. So if you look at your life in running, right? So if you're Rob or me or even somebody more accomplished like Karen, right? If you look at what Keith has accomplished, you're going to seem pretty insignificant. And it's just not true, right? Like mm-hmm. his accomplishments don't reflect on yours. And I've really been going down this path. Um with the whole stoic philosophy stuff, right? Like that I've gotten deeper and deeper and deeper into because I can't control what others do Mm -hmm. in terms of anything, right? Like not even just what they think of me or what they're, you know, but I can't, okay, fine. He decided he was going to run hundred mile races (laughs) like a madman. Yeah. Good for him. Like I only look at it as a positive thing, right? You can't get into comparison. So the reason that becomes deeper and where it comes from me and how I relate to what you're saying I have had to spend a lot of time lately stopping myself from comparing myself to another time in my life. <laughs> right? Yep. And I I don't I, I'm not going to say who said it, but somebody recently said to me, you know, I'm just not the runner I was. And they are younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here going you got, you got, you got some time, right? Like yeah. if you think you're yeah, not yeah. now, but that comparison to our former selves, I think could be even more dangerous than comparing. Actually, I know it's more dangerous than comparing to another Yeah, person. I heard so, something similar the other day. And this was what really like shook me to my core was how do you, the ages were different. But how how do you how do you want to feel when you're for me sixty, right? His con- his comment was, "How do you want to feel when you're thirty? When you're forty? When you're fifty? How do I can't I can't tell you I can't compare myself to the runner I was in 2011 when I ran three marathons in 90 days because." that time's gone. 
now I'm 50, I'll be 52 in March, the heaviest that I've ever been coming out of this huge slump. And how do I want to feel when I'm 60 is definitely not how I want to feel when I'm 52, 51 and a half. And everything up before today doesn't matter anymore because I can make a much bigger change from now to where I want to be in six months and a year. And if I want to feel great at 60, then what I did at 30 doesn't matter. It's what I do at tomorrow on June or uh, November 14th. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's the whole essence of the hashtag that, you know, I started five years ago with this, right? Mm-hmm. The, the whole be better today hashtag is really about that. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of parallels. I'm not the heaviest I've been, but I'm heavier than you know, I have been even recently, just not by a ton, a few pounds, right? Those few pounds, though, make a big difference. I'm teetering on a on a cusp of a size, right? Like it was, you know, the clothes were tighter the other day when I had to get dressed. And uh, I'm, I'm not beating myself up about it and actually had to reframe what I'm doing. So, I mean, it's a similar journey, right? Like mm-hmm. I had to reframe where I'm at because I, I just weight loss is such a, it's such a tough subject. I mean, for <laughs> it's, I've got five years of talking about it, you know, on air I've got, you know, whatever I started getting fat, I guess when I was about 16, so 15, 16, somewhere in there. So I've got, you know, the better part of 35 plus years <laughs> that I've been, you know, lamenting weight mm-hmm. And what I've never concentrated on was overall health. And I've talked about it, but I haven't done it. Weight loss, for me, it I had to shift. It's got to be an outcome. It can't be the goal. Sure. So I've got to make other shifts that are going to get other pieces of my life in order. And my guess is weight loss will come with it, right? Mm-hmm. And for me... I, I've got really two keys to the whole thing, uh, maybe three, but definitely two. Volume is a problem for me. It's just sheer volume, right? I, I just mm-hmm. need to cut volume. Even if it, I ate the exact same foods, but I ate them in less volume, I'm better off. I, I just eat too much. And uh, I gain comfort from that. That's kind of that third piece, right? Like that I'm, I kind of lump these together, but it's, it's the outlet. And then the second piece of it is to get, a, get back away from processed sugars and processed grains, mm-hmm. um, not worrying about carbohydrates necessarily, but worrying about you know, doing the right carbohydrates, which I've talked about for years again. And, but now it's different being diabetic. It doesn't take much for my blood sugars to go through the roof. Yeah. It it doesn't take much at all. And I've slowed down on the volume of my exercise. So that part of controlling blood sugar is out the window, right? Um, It'll take a few, you know, weeks to get that back. So the only control I have right this minute is, what I'm, what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And I like 
sugar. And, you know, I like cake and pie and ice cream and candy bars and brownies <laughs> and cookie brownies or whatever evil concoction my little girl made the other day. I mean, it's, <laughs> I like that stuff. And then at night when I don't feel good and I'm struggling mentally or I have a, a migraine or whatever, that's when I closet eat, right? Like everybody goes to bed and that's okay. What am I going to go pick at? What am I going to go eat? Mm-hmm. And I just need to, the, the, you know, somebody asked me, you know, what's the solution? It might've been Karen, might've been Dana. I, they probably both asked me, um, you know, what, you know, like, what's your solution? I'm like, go to bed. Like, <laughs> just go to bed. Like, I just, I need to not stay up because if I don't stay up, I'm not going to get out of, I'm way too lazy to get out of bed to go eat. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah. if I'm in bed, I'm better off, but I've got to get this weight stuff under control uh, as a, as an outcome, not as a goal, because then I'm it's, and I know it sounds subtle, but in my mind, there's a huge difference mm -hmm. uh, between the two. And one is restrictive and one is freedom, right? Like I, I need to have the freedom to eat what I want when I want. I just need to live by some, like, it's not no sugar, no processed foods, no dessert. It's way less, yeah, less yeah. often, right? It's stop going to extremes and then just kind of try to settle in. But I really did take the time to try to do, without really talking about it much, I tried to do intuitive eating and it just about, I mean, I gained a ton of weight and I and my <laughs> blood sugar is through the roof and I feel like crap. Yeah. So. I love that it works for some people, um, mostly female that I've heard from still. I still haven't heard a lot of intuitive eaters that are male. Maybe, maybe it's just a, um, a little difference in uh, brain makeup or thought process. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but it I didn't work for me. So <laughs> I've got to just go back to less At least you can check it off now. Yeah, it goes in the graveyard of ways of eating that don't um, work for me. And that, that graveyard is getting really full. <laughs> I, I don't want to have to buy more more land for that one. Yeah. But, um, and, and for me, a lot of it, too, is I, I like what you're saying about outcome. Is Farrakh and I are really close to being empty nesters. And we're both in this phase of who are we going to be as individuals and as a couple when he's gone, right? When he's off to college and doing, it's not that far away when we're both retired, we're, you know, maybe smaller jobs. Like she's been with her company 31 years. She, she definitely wants to travel and do things. And what kind, like, I, I would like to have fun, right? I don't know if I necessarily know how to have fun that not involve a bunch of people standing around drinking Guinness from the firehouse. Like, I'd like to have, and I'm really a stick in the mud, and I'm not like a big, like, uh, um, like, spontaneous person. But I really like at the point I'm at now, 
my retirement, when my kid goes to college, when you're supposed to be, you know, celebrating that next stage of life. If I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to be sitting on the couch, not being able to do anything with a, uh, I won't say a lifetime full of regrets, but a decade full of regrets, right? Who wants that? I don't want that. I want to go live life and have fun with my wife and go visit my kid and my kid being proud of me saying, Hey dad, you look great. You worked hard the last couple, you know, the last five years. I'm proud of you. See you next week or next month. Yeah. Yeah. My guess is he's going to be pretty proud of you regardless, but at the same time, you've got to be proud of yourself. Right. And right. And that's in for, in order for that to happen is that I needed to go see my dude, walk through that door and forget about going back to the beginning of our conversation is forget about what I did in 2011 and 2000 when I got into the fire service and get back to November 14th, 2022. What am I doing today? What am I doing tomorrow? So that when I'm 60, we can look back and have our 10th anniversary of fat man chronicles. And we have an hour of just awesomeness, to talk about yeah there are so many pieces to our life puzzle and there's no one that's going to tip the scale right Hmm. it's got to do all these these things but for the most part we live life pretty well like overall like most of us do not not everybody but most of us are are living pretty darn close right and it maybe takes a tweak here and there you know, just a little more activity, just a little bit less, you know, uh, two less helpings a week, whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? Like, and getting the mindset on track and it, you you get all these things and, it, and it'll add up. I mean, for us, like this last week, Gretchen just said, look, let's, we are struggling cooking enough. So it, then we eat out, which is then too much volume. I don't want to waste it. You get these big portions. It costs a ton. On money. I mean, we ordered pizza and a salad just to kind of yeah. have a you know a treat last night. It was sixty dollars. Yeah, I'm like, it's, it's unbelievable. Salad. I could have made that at home for like <laughs> eight bucks, right? Yeah, like, and it would have been just as good, if not better. It would have been a better portion size, you know, what have mm-hmm. you. But either way, she said, let's let's fix that by taking most dinners, kind of like what you did with lunch, right? And breakfast when you were, you know, heading into work. So we actually ended up ordering Factor. Did you? And we got 10 meals delivered. So we'll use them for dinners and occasional lunches, depending on what else is going on. Because like tomorrow is Tuesday. Michaela expects Taco Tuesday. I'm happy to make tacos. I can eat a taco salad. I love it. You know, um, or a couple of tacos, right? Like, but... Again, just keeping the volume in check for me. So then we won't have eaten those. So that's two meal, like flex meals, if you will. Maybe we mm-hmm. eat them at lunch or whatever. But I, we just got them delivered today. And yeah. I, that's what I was wolfing down right before we <laughs> went on air. was a chicken tetrazzini and garlicky green beans. And I got to tell you, it was freaking fantastic. Yeah, was- their meals were pretty good. I don't get them anymore because yeah. I'm not working. I don't need yeah. to be dropping that. Um but now I'm I'm struggling with food prep again because now like what do I do for three meals a day and um, I, I I actually am um, 
there's a guy I know from the plant-based world and uh, I reached out to him. He's a big food prepper. So I reached out to him like, Hey, help me figure this food prep out. Like, give me a, like he has all these plans. I'm like, give me a plan. How do I do this for me? So, and, and you would think that me with my background in, in, in the culinary world that I would be able to do this, but I don't, I can make mass bulk food with no problem, but then I have a lot of wasted food. Like how do I, how do I meal prep so that I don't, and then I'm not really wasting food and I'm not spending three hours cooking food. So that's my big focus now is like, just rein this in. So like, I'm not snacking, binging, like give me my three meals a day that I had when I was able to buy the food and then you didn't have to think about it. But when you're not thinking about it, you're not thinking about it. And then you're right back to square one. Yeah. So now I'm getting really good at asking for help, Pete. That's good. <laughs> keep doing, keep doing it. Yeah. I, we, I, I was thinking about that recently, right? Cause I like to make this. I, I mean, I guess the, for lack of a better term, it's like a chili and I'm like, oh, you know what? I could, I could freeze that like in yeah. portions. And so there's certain things that I think we'll end up making to your point being too big uh, of a batch, but then we'll freeze it and then we'll have some easy stuff to take out because I don't, I don't see us doing factor for like, I don't know, six months or something, but I could see us doing it through, you know, the beginning of the year just to kind of try to keep us on track because the other piece of this, Dave, is, as you know, they're not the cheapest meals, right? Right. I mean, they're not that expensive either. I mean, I actually think they're really well priced. But yeah, and con- considering some of the other ones that can go up to two fifty, three hundred a week, depending yeah. on what you get, I think Factor is really good. Yeah, especially yeah, especially think- since you get all those discounts on the front end. Yeah, yeah, they do a good job, and I can see us doing that. But what it forces me to do is be reasonable around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I'm not going to want to waste these packaged foods. Yep. So uh, I could I could see it kind of helping me through some of these times. And we're not going to stop living either. So like we've got a, you know, a dinner club that we kind of do. We rotate houses. It's our turn this this Saturday. And we're we're going to host it. We're going to do it. There's going to be food and there's going to be alcohol I get to make a choice on what I partake in and what I don't. And and my big thing is to not, like, I don't want it to even be noticed, right? Like, yeah. so my goal now is to just kind of <laughs> just have it just look and feel normal because mm-hmm. that's the part that I've talked about this a million times and I still hate it. I don't want to discuss it, right? I just want to do, I just want to be. Yeah. So, sure. you know. But that's, I don't know, those were the big things going on for me now. And, you know, like I said, the Grand Canyon, we've gotten some some response on that. You know, some people looking at it, potentially listeners and, and others. So, you know, I just got to get, like, I don't want to lose this fitness. Like, I still have it. So my goal this week is to get back at it. And now, Rob said he had no, he's no interest. The 100 mile is for the immediate future. Right. No desire. Right. Did that, and I know you don't really have a desire and that probably was even more. Did that change your mind 
in any way of what, like, I don't need a race anymore. Like, I want to do things like the Grand Canyon, play tennis with Michaela, or did that kind of push you, the marathon included, in in that direction? Like, I, I was already, 20... I was leaning that way anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, a matter of fact, when I was on those trails, I couldn't figure out why anybody wants to race on it. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't figure it out. Right. Like it, I get it. I get the challenge of it. I, I understand it, but I also look at it and go, this is beautiful. Why am I going to, why do I need to be in a hurry? Yeah. Right. Like what, what's the difference? I mean, and I turned my garment on for one hike, but I didn't turn it on for the second hike. And mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to enjoy it. It didn't matter. Right. And I didn't want to think like, oh, I need to pause my watch or whatever. <laughs> it, it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Right. So I, I had been heading that way anyway, Dave, but it definitely took yeah, me yeah. down a road. I, the other thing it did though, like I'd love to pace some, some more. Like I'd love to try that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know, you know, Rob is going to be kind. Rob's just a kind guy, right? He's super <laughs> nice. He's going to say nice things to me. And I'm always going to have doubts about myself. That's just who I am all the therapy I've had still hasn't fixed that. So, uh, you know, I don't think I was detrimental to him being able to go, but would it, would it, would I have been a help had he had more in the tank? I have no idea. Right. Mm-hmm. But some of that really did spark. Like this is kind of, kind of cool. Like I had never done crewing or pacing. Yeah. And so I might, want to do some more of that and it gives me an opportunity to maybe travel some and as long as they make all bag change decisions beforehand right. yeah i know it's I'm funny like, oh pete's coming out in this conversation well it, yeah i mean look that did not make a difference for anybody but me right and i don't i don't think it's a surprise to anybody on listening or that knows me that Sometimes under stress, I don't handle it well, right? Yeah. And I wasn't handling it great. And looking back, I still don't like the decision, but it's a decision that somebody else made that I couldn't impact. So I needed to react better, right? Like I get it. But at at the same time, like, why would you want to risk it? Like, what if my car broke down? And what if, and like Rob was saying, well, there was nothing in there that was critical, but then, then why doesn't make any sense? Like, but I had to be somewhere, right? Like it just, it didn't fit the puzzle yeah. for me. Um, but definitely I don't think, I mean, I, I, I have a lot of things I would do differently, mm-hmm. right. In terms of now that I understand it, like there would be meetings, not one, <laughs> probably a series of like three, like if it's something yeah. this big and requires this much coordination, multiple runners, multiple pacers, multiple, you know, like driving. And if you, you watch, know. watch a lot of race recap videos, they're, they're all there with their spreadsheets around the table and they're all going out and, you know, all right, three weeks out, two weeks out, a week out. Here's what we're doing tomorrow. I'm going to have this, this. I mean, way more detail than, I mean, I've never even trained or planned for a marathon nutrition. Wow. Who cares? <laughs> right. Well, but, uh, and it, I, and definitely in a hundred, you have to care. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are a few superhumans out there who can, roll in with a light, I don't know, a handheld and, and their clothes, right? And, yeah, and that level of planning is 
foreign to me. But yeah. I could see where you're like, you'd have your Excel sheet and your three computer screens, and I've made copies for everyone, and you're oh, distributing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude! I had a whole. I had everything printed out. I had. Oh, sure. I mean, I I was ready to go, for sure. I mean, and I mean, I'll do the same thing for the canyon. Like it will be, mm-hmm. like I will have all kinds of stuff, right? Like there's going to be no shortage of planning before yeah. I, you know, head to the Grand Canyon because I'm not going to have another outcome the way I did because I did take it more casually back then, and I really wasn't who I was, but I kind of went that direction and I paid for it yeah. in a really bad way. Right. So we want to, we want to fix those things. But yeah, I mean, there's this weird mix of me wanting to be more relaxed day to day and bring planning into a realm where it just helps me cope and, and hopefully succeed, but not be a hindrance. Right. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be thinking about it constantly for weeks and weeks and weeks so there's a there is some happy medium in there but yeah 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 dude i want to be out and about i want my kids to you know when i hit 60 like where do i want to be how do i want to feel like i want to feel like i could get up and go hike anywhere that's reasonable you know for for you know four hours and it's easy Mm -hmm. relatively easy right I want my kids to look at me and just go or somebody to ask and they're, Oh yeah, my dad's out, you know, hiking again on whatever he's hiking the continental divide. He's hiking the Appalachian trail. Like it just becomes kind of what we do. And that's not who I, who I was, how I grew up. I was a city person. Right. Yeah. But I'm, and I still don't understand the wilderness, but it's calling me more and more. And especially the hiking and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, having the heavier pack on and, and just getting out there and going, right? So we'll see where, where it heads. I mean, I got a lot of training to do and it's one step at a time. And that's the whole thing. That that last thing I'll say, and we say this all the time, right? We didn't put on the weight in a day, can't take it off in a day, but we live in a culture that wants immediate gratification, right? We want to be able to snap our fingers and we can cross, you know, just yeah, go yeah. across. The that's Grand what Canyon. my that's what my post was. I don't know if you saw it, but I'd be my post was I was you know so disgusted by the photo that Farica took that uh, I was going to be in bariatric surgery tomorrow on Octavia this afternoon, and I'm going to start the keto omnivore cabbage paleo vegan diet, you know, this afternoon because that's. That's where my struggle is now is being 52 this heavy you can't just go into a gym and do battle ropes and start squatting right like there's a whole different exercise so I've been trying to look up exercises for uh like seniors and yeah. um overweight people and it's a it's a it's a a mind fill in the blank because as we were talking earlier, like you still think you're thirty, but I'm not thirty. I'm a three hundred twenty pound fifty two year old with bad hips, a bad back, and I can't walk into a gym the same way. And maybe my exercise is doing ten air squats. Yeah, and. You know what I mean? So like that is, that's or, what I'm trying to teach myself. Three. 
Yes. Yes. Right? But that's what I'm trying to teach myself now is let's get all the machismo out. What is my basic starting from scratch, 320 pound exercise, right? So I've been watching this guy and he said, maybe all you can do, your goal is to walk 30 seconds away from your house and then you walk 30 seconds back, right? We're only concerned about the walk away, right? We're not concerned about the walk back because you can take that a little more leisurely, but maybe you just walk 30 seconds away from your house. That's all you can do. And then he's been giving some uh, exercises for, you know, overweight, larger people, because if you think about it, and I like the way he said it is I'm carrying a 200 pound sandbag. So I can't go do 50 push-ups or the St. Jude 3000 push-up challenge because a push-up for me, I'm trying to push up 200 some odd extra pounds. So it's a total new mindset that I, I'm try, I have to look at exercise and eating and all that stuff. And it's just, it's, it's, I wasn't going to say humiliating, it's humbling. Yeah. You know, yeah. to say the least, because I'm not like, you know, six months ago, we're talking about, I'm going to go crush Chicago Marathon with you. And at this point, I'm like, hey, maybe I can get 10 air squats in and some, you know, toe touches. I mean, well, you can get a toe touch and you're better than I am. The, but I mean, functional strength does mean something different as we mm-hmm. age, right? And it's it sounds terrible to expect us, you know, but it's, it is hard to get out of your mind, right? It's functional strength is key. And that's actually one of my pillars of what I'm doing for my well, especially overall now, health, right? You, if you can't do it now, how are you going to do it when you're 80? Correct. And that's... That's just it. And Dave, so the way I've been looking at this whole thing is what do I want my reality show to be? I can tell you, I don't want it to be my 600 pound life, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And and the, the direction that I could easily head in is that I want it to be much more like, you know, pick an adventure one, Bear Grylls or, or whatever it is, right? I want to be that 60 year old guy who could have a reality show because out there, roughing it in in some will for some wilderness hikes right some some through hikes some section hiking fast mm-hmm. packing whatever it is you know that you know and maybe it is an ultra marathon maybe it's a 5k maybe it's learning to run a mile the best i can in there while i do this stuff I, it doesn't none of that matters as much as i'm alive i am mobile I can get on the floor and play with, uh, you know, grandkids if I have them or Mm -hmm. nieces and nephews or whatever it is, right? Like I want to be that person who can kind of live and you're not like, oh, you know, I don't know if Pete could do that, right? Like, because right now there's plenty of that stuff out there, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I've already got enough handicap trying to get people to want to be around me. So if they think I can't do something, that's even better for them. But, uh, you know, that's that's part of what I want to do. I want to be able to go to Europe and walk around for a month. Yeah. Right? Or go to the Kilimanjaro when I'm 60, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff in 70 and 80. Like I, That's why I admire Bill Burke so much, you know, when I talked about him doing the Camino yeah, yeah. and all his accomplishments. 
mean, dude's doing it at 80 years old. He's been doing this yeah, stuff. He, he made a mistake one day and walked, what, 24 miles, right? Like, oh, yeah. well, like, you know what that would do to me right now? Yeah. If I, if I was going on an eight-mile hike, let alone an eight-mile hike, and it turned into a 24-mile hike. Yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think we're in similar spots. I mean, we might have different starting points, right? I mean, I've, obviously, I've got some fitness that I've built up. And, you know, you've got you've got to take different steps than I do. But the core goal is no, really no different. Mm. Right. And so it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting time and we'll see where it goes, but man, I'm, I'm for the first time today, today for the first time in quite a while, like I was ready and I didn't go, I didn't look at all the junk that lays around our house because that giant thing of candy and my, <laughs> my kid great. She can eat one piece one candy bar at a time like yeah. i see that that big pumpkin full of candy i'm like i could eat 10 of those things right I do half hours out right off the bat yeah i mean it's just terrible but i i can look you know today was the first time i looked at it and go i didn't go whoo boy does that look good let me dive in right <laughs> yeah. so that's one day of that now yeah. i gotta string together a few more there you go <laughs> Yeah, I, right away, I, everything that Brayden couldn't eat, I took out and threw in the trash. I mean, there's something to be said for having that discipline, too. <laughs> well, I don't eat. I don't like any of that stuff. Yeah, so well, he was he made he said something that he made I, a deal. I would have just cried watching you do it. So <laughs> yeah, the, I gone. He said he made some kind of deal with his teacher that he was going to give his teacher all the candy he can't eat. I didn't even wait. I literally, I came home and threw it in the trash. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh, all right, man. Well, we probably should wrap her up. Anything else? No, I'm good. Awesome. All right. You've been listening to episode 169 of the Fat Man Chronicles. The music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. It's been some really fun interaction, people reaching out individually um, some on posts on social. It's been it's been great. So keep keep it up. We're here for you. And remember, if you think you're screwed up, no, well, Dave and I got your back because we're right there with you. Uh, other than that, everyone get out there and be better today. Yeah.